now we ready to roll. Inside the man with Johnny Compion. Game over, bitches. Inside the Man Cave Podcast Show with me, Johnny Compion. Follow me on Twitter at Johnny Compion. I want to do this really quick because I have a few minutes with Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones. Uh, I just wanted to catch up with Jerry. Jerry, I've never done an interview with you. Uh, I've been around in training camp in Oxnard uh, with the former radio station I worked with, but I've been around you but never interviewed you. I appreciate the time. And just a couple of minutes. I know they, they told me that you got like maybe three minutes with me, and I, that's all I can take. I mean, that I appreciate your time. So, Jerry, uh, talk a little bit about the draft. Uh, uh, when uh, uh, we're in the offensive line. Uh, uh, when, uh, hey, Jerry, uh, can you hear me? Uh, Jerry, can you hear uh, me? There's not a – will you just shut up and let me answer? Hello, Jerry. Are you still there, Jerry? Hello. Inside the man cave. glad that that you know i was around in the time frame that i've been and the opportunities i got because i got to watch kobe play i got to be courtside um i remember being in the tunnel when they beat the spurs in a, a huge game a buddy of mine and i we were uh, covering recording interviews in the locker room so we're like, we're like, let's go to the visiting locker room first before we went to the Spurs locker room. And I remember the, it hurt, man. They, they, they got us good because there was plenty of battles, right? Between Duncan, Shaq, Kobe. I mean, just, it, it I just remember it clearly. The game is not the same to me as it is now. I, I look at it. I saw like one playoff game yesterday. I think it was Memphis. Yeah, I heard about a player that's pretty good. Eh, I'm not I'm not down. I don't have that same feeling, right? 
I'm I'm glad that I was part of the time frame that I, I'm talking about, where you got to see all these players, the early Spurs kind of morph into what became that great team. Uh, being around in those locker rooms and you know, around those players, Ginobili, Parker, that that that's pretty cool. Because I, I was telling, I don't know, I was talking to somebody about the Spurs, and I think we were talking about the same topic. And I was like, man, I remember the first time they won the championship in 1999. I never thought that I would see that because I was I grew up being a Chicago Bulls fan, and um, you you would watch Jordan and. I mean, he was the one. You had to go through Chicago to get anything, and there was nobody doing that in New York. Nobody. So you saw some great battles there, and you would never think that San Antonio would be in that mix, right? The Spurs went through a lot of changes, a lot of different players and history so it's pretty cool um you know being a part of that that era of the nba um i don't know i i, I think about i'm like thinking in my head because I, I know i'm pausing for a second but i'm thinking about uh one of my first playoffs playoff games that i went to it was in seattle um, the Seattle Sonics and the Spurs. Uh, that was a great series. But when I flew into Seattle, the next day, we, we I flew in that night. The next day they had the game, uh, the Spurs and the Sonics. It was at Key Arena. Um, so I remember going in and, you know, that arena was just old, like the convention center style but it was kind of like you know it's like underground it's pretty cool um you got to see uh, the glove gary payton who else sean kemp man just a bunch of different legendary players but i remember going in and um we had an interview set up with the NBA commissioner, David Stern, the late, great David Stern. We were meeting him, shaking his hand. It's like, it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, I could still see it clearly in my head, you know, walking around, you know, a kid that, you know, never, ever thought I would be a part of anything like this. But in the moment, I kind of it just kind of felt natural and just organic. Uh, I never thought about the situations I was in. I just kind of just went with it. You know, I I, uh, I would always just uh, kind of just go and stick to the plan, right? Uh, that, like they say, just act like you've been there. So that's what I would do, you know. And that night as well, I met Bill Russell. Uh, and that that would just that was mind blowing. Great guy. One of my first rejections for an interview because he doesn't do interviews. So I asked him and he was like politely just like, no. But then he started asking me other things and we talked for a couple minutes. Uh, 
He was with his wife. Um, so that was really cool to have a couple minutes with him. Uh, NBA legend. And it was cool to see the way he would embrace Tim Duncan a lot. And the way Tim was around Bill Russell. It was just, I mean, those things like that, you you can't, you won't get anymore. Um, so it was pretty cool being a part of, you know, you know, games like that in situations. Um, I guess that's why I, uh, I don't really don't say that a lot, but I, I feel spoiled now that like to me the the NBA now is like, uh, dude, we got five championships in San Antonio. I don't always say that, but I just think in the back of my head, like, uh, I saw some good NBA basketball. For me, my personal opinion. I don't know what yours is. I don't want to change your opinion, but I I'm just talking about myself. Interesting times. Oh, yeah, look at this. This is one of the uh, the deals that I got. Check that out. Been to a couple of NBA finals. It's like a battery charger thing. Uh, just had it out. It's like when you go into these games, these huge games, they uh, they give you a bag. Like when you get your credential, they give you a, a pen and a, some kind of gift. Sometimes it's like a jacket or something or a sweater or yeah, one of those. Pretty cool. But yeah, that I guess you can just say I'm a spoiled NBA fan. For good reason, right? I mean I'll get into a lot of that. Different stories like that. Like I went from some experiences I had with the uh, music and and my radio career and to some of the nba stuff talking about you know it goes it starts off with talking about the nba draft and it goes into a a drew pearson rant at the at the nfl uh a draft that which was a hilarious moment i think it's funny like that was one thing that i look forward to every year this year i'll, I'll see of course i'm a fan i want to see what these teams are going to get because, right, all the younger players coming out, the quarterback trends, all the young players coming out, who's going to be the next star? Who's going to be the next Patrick Mahone? Who's going to be, I mean, there's so many um, players that come out and, and, you know, you're just fascinated. And the NBA, I mean, the NFL is just so fast and the, the career span is not not long. So, I mean, you blink and... You know, players' eras just gone by. But uh, I've uh, I've stopped following the Dallas Cowboys because I just got tired of all the the stuff that uh, that comes with it, right? All the uh, the flash and all this other crap. But man, you got to win the big games. You got to do stuff. It's just not about you know, the name on a jersey anymore. Uh, people pay a lot of money, and, you know, they, they want you to win. So I, I just, you know, every year you would hear it. Like I said, I've been to NFL training camps in Oxnard, and you would hear, 
you know, Jerry Jones do the state of the Cowboys and say, oh, every year it was like, dude, we're going. You had Jason Garrett at the helm. Oh, we're going. And he changed it up. We're going. Uh, now you got a coach who's, uh, he's, he's not what he used to be. I mean, yeah, he did win a Super Bowl and took Green Bay, but he listens to Jerry. You know, he listens to Jerry now and to Steven, you know, so. Until you get somebody in there that's going to say, you guys just, just got to stay out of the way, like Bill Parcells, you guys just got to get out of the way and let me coach. Let me buy the groceries. Let me do let me do the stuff, you know, to get us something good. Until you have that, then you, you won't have a different. You're going to have not, you're gonna have the same product every year. Yeah, the Cowboys came out with a great record. Everybody said, this is our year, and look what happened. All imploded. So I would never do this. I, I was like loyal, brand loyal. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm a, I like watching the Raiders. I like the Raiders. Um, I like them in Oakland. You know, uh, I've just been a fan. I like the uniforms. I like the players. And, um, so I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Raider fan now. Now they're, they're in Las Vegas, it's even better. I think it's cool. So, um, I just haven't been to that stadium yet. I want to go check that out because I heard that you can go in there, you can gamble and fucking, you know, uh, do stuff, spend money, give money away. So that will be cool to be part of one day. I want to go check it. out. I want to go check out a game that I was going to go to a concert there. To go see Metallica there, and uh, it just didn't pan out, you know. Pandemic, just eh, traveling. I didn't want to deal with all that. Um, see Metallica plenty of times. This is nothing new, right? I think the last time I saw him was uh, a few years ago when they played uh, ACL up in Austin, two weekends in a row. That was pretty cool. But I, I can, you can feel they toned it down a little bit because of the audience. You have kids, and it was just kind of not one of your vintage Metallica shows. But I think they played their first show tonight. I think they played in Brazil. There was some actual live video. Um, that somebody was streaming and live in Brazil, which was pretty cool. Um, so what are you guys listening to now? Do you guys have anything new to listen to? Because I, uh, I try to keep up with music. I buy a lot of vinyl. I download a bunch of music. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, I try to always keep up with good stuff cause I'm in my car a lot and I, I get bored really quick. So I, I need something to listen to i can go all i mean i don't mind i'll listen to anything except country one of my buddies was was trying to pitch that to me the other day and i was like nah dude no 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 i i can't go i think the only country i can do is george Strait, and not for too long there's a few songs i can dig from from george Strait. uh one of my friends plays 
Well, my friend plays drums for George Strait, which is cool. He's doing a great job. Uh, if you get a chance, check him out. Um, yeah, it's that's the, that's as far as countries I'll go. I won't. I can't do Garth Brooks. I can't do any like I like the way the uh, some of the female singers look. They pretty hot. Or can I even say that? Like, <laughs> I got to be careful what I say because I know how things have changed a lot in uh, in society. And uh, so you really got to be careful what you say because, shit, I'll be thrown off YouTube in a heartbeat. And uh, you won't see me around anymore. But they got some hot chicks, man, that, that sing. There was one that was on Stern. Um she was she fucking had some some pipes on her. I need to look her up. Who was that? Hmm. Huh. I don't remember her name, but they did a Zeppelin cover and man, it was, it just it sounded great. Great vocals, good stuff. Um but I, I can't do country, man. I I try. I, I believe me, I try. I respect it. I love Johnny Cash. Um, matter of fact, one of my buddies gave me some vinyl, and I was looking through it, and there was a Johnny Cash vinyl, and I was like, "Whoa!" I listened to it, and it's like, it was cool. I got off to that. See, I can't get too far into it, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of new, like new metal in there as well that's coming out. And I I don't get to too much heavy stuff because it, I I just it loses me you know I, I I like something that makes me feel good and keeps me engaged and um I I I, I try to listen I give music because that's what I did I I listen to music when I worked at my first radio station that's what I did I listen to music and try to pick out write down like okay this is a good song we can put on the playlist or. So that's how I learned. I would listen to stuff, and if I could listen to it more than a minute, then you might make the cut. That's just the way I operated all the time, and, and it's like, okay, this is going to be the next single. So if I listen to something, I'm like, that right there is a great song. And then I'll if I play it again, if I go there and I listen to it and I hit it, okay, I hit repeat, and I hit it a third time, it's like, okay, okay, now I'm downloading this into my pod, into my uh, iPod or whatever or my phone. Um, but I, I, I cycled through a bunch of different music. Uh, that's why I, I pay for that service on Apple where, um, you pay like what, nine ninety nine a month and you get to just, you know, listen to whatever you want and download it, which is pretty cool. But, um, I was at a uh, Hogwild Records because I, I I love going to freaking record stores. That's one of the things that I love doing on my on my own time, and uh, of course, I get the honor and privilege of going to Waterloo Records in Austin. That place has a lot of treasures in there. So, or I order stuff from online or pre order, but Hogwild and Waterloo are my faves where I can go in there and I can spend some time in there and some money just kind of going through and either picking up stuff that I had before 
and that I lost in time or I find something new that I'm like, okay, I need to add this to my collection. Like I, I do the record store day thing, right? Um, I did it last Saturday. I picked up a couple of things. I picked up the Ramones uh, vinyl box set, which is pretty cool. I actually have it right here. Uh, this is it right here. I don't know if you can see it. There it is. Yeah, it's like they've only put out a certain amount of these, um, which is pretty cool, right? They have all these albums in there. I haven't opened it yet. Um, and uh, I was lucky to pick one up because the guy's like, man, these were moving pretty quick this morning. Because I didn't go. Normally people, he was telling me that there was people that were staying overnight. And I'm like, look, if you can't, because everybody was after a, a Taylor Swift 7-inch vinyl. Excuse me. But I'm like, okay, whatever. I wanted to listen to that new Kurt Hammett solo album or EP that he put out, which is pretty cool. A lot of people won't like it. Uh, he got a lot of criticism about it. I don't. I don't think he cares. Um, it's okay. I mean, it's something different, and people are. It's crazy how social media works. I, I mean, I talked about this before in my previous podcast and um, just to, to people in general that I, I kind of have a discussion about music. I'm like, so so people were saying like, hey, why why is James allowing Kurt to do this solo up? And he didn't allow Jason Newstead to do that. When that happened, they kind of parted ways. Newstead had to go. James is like, no, who knows what happened? I don't, I don't know the facts. I'm not, I'm not, you know, up to date with that, but that's what I heard, you know, down the grapevine there about that situation. But people, you know, they're promoting the album and people on the comments are kind of just going after, like they're trolling this, whoever it's Kurt's not controlling. that. Kurt doesn't even read that stuff. Who knows? Maybe he does. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting how people bring up old stuff, and it, it's just hilarious. You know, um, I, I thought it was funny how people were just going after, going after James, basically, about that. And I'm like, come on, just, just let it be, man. It's, it's Kirk's day. Let, it, let him do what he does, right? And uh, let's see if I can find some of that. Uh, yeah, I think this is it. Let's see. Yeah, this is that that Kurt Hammett um, uh, solo project that he's what EP that he put out, which sold out. I happened to get uh, a copy. Well, I had ordered a copy. Um. And I also bought a copy during uh, my trip up to the record store on record store day. So I have two. I'll probably just sell one or just give one to my buddy or whatever. Um, yeah, so uh, this is his new new solo project that he has. 
I think it sounds okay. I mean, you be the judge. Put some comments down. Um, I mean, it almost sounds like Satriani, right? But you can tell in some of the transitions he makes and his playing, it's like, okay, it's Kurt Hammond. It's all instrumental. So, you know, it's not your typical, it's not your typical Kurt Hammett ripping like he does with Metallica on uh, his famous solos or whatever, but it's, it's different, something cool. I think there was like three songs in there or four songs. Um, so it's, it's, it's okay. It's nothing that that I would put out there to go go buy it. So this is inside the man cave. So there it is. You get a lot of that. You got to be in the zone, right? If you're gonna listen to that kind of music, you're like, I gotta, I gotta do something. Like, do you have like a gummy, or do you have some vitamins or <laughs> something, um, so you can trip out or freak out or whatever you do? I don't do any of that stuff. I don't freak. Out. I just drink like light beer now. I'm over that. Doesn't do anything. Just makes me like, uh, like sleepy and paranoid. It's like just, just eliminate that shit. Just do something else. Yeah, so that's it. That's the Kurt Hammett EP. Hey, it sounds cool, right? But it sounds like Satriani. There is some fucking great guitar playing that I can't play like. So yeah, it's it's good shit. Why not? Go buy it. Make them richer. Yeah, well... That's something new that I picked up. And there's another band that I picked up. Um, it's called Mashuga. Fucking heavy-ass band. Check them out. If, if you get a chance, check them out. Check them out on YouTube. Check them out on whatever social media you're following or, or part of. Go look at their page. Their new album, the way it's recorded, it's like wow, because I'm all about sound. I, I I love great sound. I I there's certain uh, either CDs or vinyls you put on, and you're like, man, that's a great recording. Uh, just great sound. Just I'm all about that. I don't know how you 
excuse me, how you uh, feel about that. But when I hear something, it's got to be something that I can, that it just feels good being around. You don't want it over modulated or any, you know, just too much bass or any of that. I'm one of those guys. It's like, you know, if it doesn't sound good, I'm, I'm just like not interested. But that album, Meshuggah album, is so good. Listen to it. Tell me what you think. You know, next time I pop on here, maybe I'll play some. But they're a very, very good band. And it's hard for, for bands like that to come around. You don't hear of a lot of good bands. Like I, you know who's really good that has, hasn't lost a step? It's Testament. Testament they're doing they're doing work dude that band is just solid i've already i i like their old school shit but some of the new stuff i picked up two vinyls from uh testament and those guys are those guys are right in the pocket man they're fucking really good and the and the guys i think that the guys from um uh, lamb of god is is they're solid as well I remember seeing them live. I think they opened up for Metallica. Those guys were just just in your face. But Meshuggah is like, I, I, I dig what, what direction they're going in and what they got going because a lot of times you hear you know an album or one of their singles and you're like, okay, they just got one good song and that's it. Like I said, I'm on the road a lot, so I listen to a lot of music and I'll flip through it or whatever, but this thing I started it, and I listened to this the whole uh, stream of the at uh, CD from one to like fourteen. I think it's got fourteen tracks in it. Check it out; it's it's very fucking good, really good. If you get into that type of music, because I like I said, you know, just like me not getting off to the country stuff. I'm sure people are like, ah, it's too heavy. Like, I had a friend that I worked with and he loved like death metal. He was younger. I get it. Everybody has their own flavor, right? And he would listen to it and I'm like, dude, I can't like it's distracting me. It just it didn't sound good. And it's that that death metal where you just can't don't understand what they're saying. Like I love the guitar playing. I love the way the music is is uh brought together but when you add the vocals like what i mean that all sounds the same to me and i'm just like one of those music snobs it's like uh i just i mean to me i don't have to pay attention to it i just kind of just move it aside but that Meshuggah, that's what i thought about them it's like uh i'm gonna you just saw the name and you're like ah these this band's gonna be one of those bands and i was completely wrong and that's why I run into a lot of different music is is doing that. You know, you never judge that cover like they say, right? So I always give something a chance and I'll say, yeah, let me give it a, a chance and uh, play some tunes out of it. And sometimes I'll find songs in there that, that just stay with me, you know, that they're in my playlist and, and a part of the stuff that I listen to every day. So that that's that's cool, you know. Um. Like, one of my other buddies I was with the other day, he's like, hey, have you heard that new Red Hot Chili Peppers? I'm like, yeah, I, I, I picked up that vinyl, and I got the the download card, and they give you, and you can download the the, uh, the CD or the, the audio. 
And uh, that was pretty good. I, I mean, you know, they had that stigma on them, you know, after that give it away. And, you know, they, they, uh, they've changed. You know, they've, they've matured a lot, but they're still great musicians. And I'm going to give you a little sneak peek here, but I'm just going to tell you right now, I think those guys are going to headline uh, this year's uh, ACL Fest in Austin. I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers are going to headline. You don't, I don't know. I'm just, I just got that feeling. I got that, and that that album. If you listen to the whole, I listened to the whole thing. It was a good album. Uh, there was like two songs in there towards the end that were really just catchy. Um, good good songs, man. Anyway, my buddy's like, "Hey, uh, can you put that song on my phone?" I'm like, "You can't do that anymore, right? <laughs> you can't like give away music and shit." Uh, Apple's really weird about all that. You got to buy your own. So it's not like before, hey, make me a CD. <laughs> so you would tell you, but hey, can you make me a play? Can you make me like a jam uh, CD? All right, cool, man. I mean, now you can't do it. What, what do you have, Spotify, where you can do that? You can make a playlist and share it? I don't like Spotify. I, I don't like, I mean, I don't like that because the way they do there, where you you listen to one song, and then whatever you have, they kind of kind of just like try to piggyback off that and, then they play these long commercials, and it loses me. I'm like, dude, I want to be in control. I don't want to hear about Subway. Dude, I don't, I don't want to hear about this or that, like fast food, the algorithms and shit. So that's what turns me off about Spotify. So I really have control of what I'm doing on my playlist, right? And I still have one of these old iPods. I, I, I love this thing. I think I've been through like three different ones. But I have this. Like, you guys seen this? These are old school. I saw I saw online they were selling for like $300 or whatever. Um, but I have a lot of music on here. I think it's like 123 Like, pff. I got more space on my phone now uh, than I do on this iPod. But it's, it's how we do things now, right? Video and... Um, audio it's the way we uh do things i remember going through and i think the first piece of music or band that i got introduced to at an early age was uh, the rolling stones my cousin from houston uh, turned me on to it it was a, a yeah it was a rolling stones a track and I took it home, and I'm like, I had an A-track. My parents had an A-track player at home, so put it in. And it's like, oh, cool. And then I think my second one was like a Kiss, a Kiss A-track. And then I remember um, buying cassettes, cassettes, CDs, and on down the line, man. So... <laughs> I, I thought about that the other day. It's like, how many copies of certain albums did you buy in CD format, right? And then how many did you buy in C yeah, what cassette, CD, and then vinyl? 
tweet at me at Johnny Compion on Twitter. And you can also support the podcast show on anchor.fm slash Johnny5150. That's right. Let's reset. This is Inside the Man Cave podcast show with me, Johnny Compion, at the helm. Coming live right now on YouTube. No, no viewers, no listeners. What the hell? We're going to stick it out, man. If you stop by to see what's up, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. I see my buddy Angelo has some comments up there. And uh, that uh, he's he's uh, making some comments. And I'll get to those because that's what it's all about, right? Is having this platform in order for for us to do. Because I, uh, I'm going to kind of go back a little bit. A conversation I was having about this because it's it after there were during the pandemic I think that's when Zoom uh, really just kicked off right and um it it kind of like everybody was communicating through Zoom and like I I've told you guys before I don't know if you know but I I would do a podcast show uh, I worked for a podcast place in Austin and I, I still do a show up in Austin so. Um, but it's interesting how before, you know, working in this, uh, this working in this industry, it's weird because, um, like I said, I, before I, I, I've done multiple years on radio on the producer side and it was, uh, interesting to see how. You know, you'd have callers and this and that, you know, kind of, you know, different things on how, you know, you would screen a call and, and bring people in to talk. Um, so, you know, times have changed. You don't have to do that now. You can actually put Zoom people, like Zoom interviews on with you and you can see them instead of just having like a, you know, talking through a phone line. Like you can see each other and that that is like a game changer to me i'm blown away by that um so the game's changed now so that's why i i feel that radio you know people say that radio would never die but i, I it's not going to die completely because you still have people who who love that who love to like sit back and enjoy the the radio right i do too I like I worked it. I worked syndication. I worked overnights, middays, morning drive. I've done everything. Afternoon drive. I've done all different sides of of radio. So it's just it's cool to be a part of it now because now we get to uh you know uh before you you never had that platform because you had that microphone, you pop it on, you had, you know, 50,000 watts kind of shooting across the country. And now you can actually have a camera in your house and and come in here and and uh, and vlog and talk and and you know sit in your house and and talk and discuss things and have your opinion and play music and do stuff. It's very interesting how things have changed and people make money off of it. Very interesting. So obviously the game has changed big time, and I'm cool with that. Things got to change in life, right? Um, 
it's very, very interesting. Very, very, very interesting on how these things kind of morph. I mean, yeah, it was terrible. The pandemic, you know, took a lot of lives and it, it changed the way we did things and, and changed our lives, period. But now there's certain things that we, we, we're bringing back with us from that, which is, uh, I find it very, very ironic how things just came about. I can do this all day long. No fluff, just facts. This guy's got an attitude. Inside the man cave. Kind of a big deal. Blah, blah. With Johnny Compion.